Welcome to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, where we celebrate the craft of poetry. Each week, we feature interviews with incredible poets and artists, including Olivia Gatwood and A.E. Stallings, and original poetry read by the authors. I'm your host, James Moorhead, poet laureate of Dublin, California, and author of Canvas and Portraits of Red and Gray. On this week's episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, we are featuring poems submitted to Viewless Wings and read by the authors. We love providing a platform for poets to share their words on viewlesswings.com and their voices on the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast. Visit viewlesswings.com to learn more about how to submit your poem for a future episode or find Viewless Wings on submittable.com. And now we turn the mic over to our first featured poet. Thank you for your time. My name is Richard Evans, and I am a poet. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. I was born in the year 1957. I am a high school graduate and an avid reader. I began my writing endeavors with song lyrics. I uh, tried to get into the entertainment business as a lyricist. Uh, It didn't work out, but lyric writing led me to poetry. Uh, As the old saying goes, you are what you read, I came across a book entitled Writing the Natural Way by Gabrielle Lacerico. She was a English professor at Stanford University, and she uh, quite simply wrote a great book. Writing the Natural Way is a book about brainstorming on paper. I believe they call it clustering. And for those out there who have never tried it, if you experience writer's block, I think that book will help you tremendously. But when I found that book, the examples in it were poems. And when I wrote my first poem using the teachings of uh, uh, Miss Lacerico, the poems just came flying out of me. I could not believe uh, what was happening to me. And of course, the uh, internet came along and I started going to coffee houses. I was getting great feedback. So here I stand. Um, The first poem I'm going to share with you is entitled Shout. And that poem was inspired by something I saw on television, uh, political pundits were having a conversation. And it just inspired me and I wrote this poem. Shout. I choose to shout. My cries echo and ring above skyscrapers past the nebulas, the highest height my forefathers could conceive. This call for liberty That holy grail is not a demand for mercy, gifts, or favor, but rather a sacrifice devoid of fear. A house or throne can lead me to believe. Finally, the work is done. 
But when my children cry, when the past decides, the present will no longer suffice. I must understand, I must rise again, for democracy can be fleeting. And then the next poem uh, is entitled The Flag. And it was inspired by an incident that happened uh, years ago, back in the 1960s. I was a little boy, I was with my father. He was running some errands. And one thing led to another, and we were in this situation. The flag. It hung there like a noose around the neck of a people. A road map in red and black with a series of right turns. This destination unknown to me, a boy half of 21. Father was seeking, shocked at what he found, his stare a chisel to stone. A large oak desk, the trio who sat behind it, bald, boots, tattoos, with menace and calm, grabbed hold of our eyes, aborting peripheral vision. A three-second eternity chilled the air. Then the middle one chirped, may we help you? My name is Richard Evans. I am a poet and thank you for your time. Hi, I'm Dana Kinsey, a writer, actor, and teacher who directs the Spartan Writing Lab at St. Mark's High School in Wilmington, Delaware. My poems are published in Fledgling Rag, Writers Resist, Drunk Monkeys, One Art, Sledgehammer Lit, West Trestle Review, and more. My prose can be found at Prose Online and Ariel Chart. My play, Water Rise was produced at the Jean Frankel Theater in Greenwich Village. My new poetry chapbook, Mixtape Venus, is published by I Giraffe Press. Visit me at wordsbydk.com. I'm so thankful to James Moorhead and Viewless Wings for featuring my poem, Pillow Talk. It's about knowing a relationship is permanently broken but continuing a daily life that feels dangerously false in order to preserve it. For a time, it may feel heroic and necessary to live in denial, but there always comes this moment of clarity when a difficult choice must be made in order to move forward. This is the first and only poem I've ever written that told me what form it needed. As I started writing, it took the shape of a concrete poem. Two bodies lying back to back. The last stanza is one person rising from the bed, walking down a hallway, saying her goodbyes to a life and admitting it's time to surrender. Pillow talk. 
Your eyes stay closed. I'll close mine too. Not sure you're asleep, but it's clear I dream. I shudder, blankets stolen. Running the dailies from days long past. Carousel horses, the night you proposed. The letters you closed, maybe someday. High-fiving as her ball finds the net. A turquoise dress that made you sigh. Whizzing by you on my burgundy bike. Your laugh as I read Curious George. Nostalgia pulls my fingers to your spine, but they hover indecisive. I fancy tattooing my name, then yours, in five-inch script separated by a minus sign, pressing the needle deep enough so you'll turn to me to stop the pain. I study your torso, ravines too treacherous to navigate. Stranded in starless midnight, I map out a path to your lips. An unexpected breath or caress could cover me in mourning. Pretending you're asleep is the kindest lie you've told. These blackout shades are efficient. It's been night for far too long. Your breathing, lush and rhythmic, weary lullaby on constant replay. Peeling myself from our bed, I sleepwalk through the halls, touching each photo like a ghost, skirting the creaky floorboard and the rousing truth. Greetings, kind humans. My name is Erica B. Gerard. I am currently pursuing my master's degree in English and Creative Writing with a concentration in poetry through SNHU. I graduated from St. Leo University in Florida in 2019 with my bachelor's degree in English Literary Studies and a minor in Hospitality Management. I am originally from Rhode Island, and I derive creative inspiration from my family, friends, faith, and fascination with the human experience. My work appears or is forthcoming in The Alembic, Iris Literary Journal, Santilla Review, Wild Roof Journal, and more. My poem, A Villanelle for the Ones Who Know, was my subtle way of writing about my life. It may sound cryptic, but I originally thought it was more telling than it actually is, and I like it that way. I wrote this poem for a graduate course assignment to write a poem in a traditional form. The Villanelle was a form I'd heard of here and there, and always hoped to dabble in someday. With the assignment, I forced myself to make someday happen. The content is largely anonymous, making it conveniently universal in nature and applicable to any reader or hearer. A Villanelle for the Ones Who Know I feel a change in the air today, like a mist, and my heart slows. It's not a strong mist, but it's a mist I've longed for like the dawn. This is the mist of two decades, struggling to fall like ash on one who knows. Do you ever feel a mist 
and wonder if the ash will drift to rest upon your toes. I wonder too. This morning it burned like fire for a moment before it was gone. I feel a change in the air today, like a mist, and my heart slows. The mist brushes in on a gentle wind, sprinkling me. It carries no more woes than the air of familiarity that rests so warm and thick and strong. This is the mist of two decades, struggling to fall like ash on one who knows. The wind will not dispel the mist, because that's how nature goes, a testament to its persistence, like a marked-up wall, or maybe the crayon. I feel a change in the air today, like a mist, and my heart slows. It reminds me that life goes on. Springtime will return with the mist, meadows as lush as before, before the morning, or was it evening, that my mind lingers on. This is a mist of two decades, struggling to fall like ash on one who knows. I can never quite recall what happened that fateful day. The memory of it echoes, blurred by childhood and retellings. Yet I smile now at a strange phenomenon. I feel a change in the air today, like a mist, and my heart slows. This is a mist of two decades, struggling to fall like ash on one who knows. My name is Eliza Seibel. I am 14 years old and I do musical theater and choir. I have sung at Chicago Symphony Center with my choir Midwest Young Artists twice. I love to read and write poetry with my favorite poet being Emily Dickinson. My Instagram is Liza LVLY and my TikTok is I'm so expensive without the E and two Zs at the end. My poem is about my own experiences as being labeled the pretty girl. They tell me that my life must be perfect. I'm so pretty. They're so jealous. They're the ugly friend. I'm the pretty one. But in reality, being pretty doesn't mean you're happy. And it doesn't mean your life is easy. And it doesn't mean it's easy to be pretty. The life of a pretty girl. I'm so jealous, they say. Your life must be perfect. No dismantled dismay. And every boy has you picked for his own display. Sitting for hours at a time, fixing my face, decorating, dissipating, for I shall be left with no grime. Working to erase every little mark is a crime. A man stops and stares, a woman cries and ponders. They claim it isn't fair. I should be no one but fathers. A price to pay for my own skin's despair. A look, a cry. My needs forsook, I'm needed, but why? Is it my ransom he took? He has nothing to say but deny. A final statement. A fib. For his own entertainment, saying from my nib, my curse and ailment. God's great promises of glib. As Irving Layton, the favored father of modern Canadian poetry, and Nobel Prize nominee once wrote of Jeff Bean's nascent poetry, it is a display of verbal pyrotechnics, such as I've never seen before. A prolific and rare lasting voice, he has recently completed 100 Seconds to Midnight, 
the archaeological digest of names, So Say I, and a lifetime's work on consciousness, songs of non-separation, teachings on consciousness and spirituality. Bean's inspiration for poetry is literally inspiration itself, spiritus, the Latin word for breath. Eros unwritten. She was long, her back touched the stars. I was young enough to know no word for starlight. She spoke only song, how it blackened her skin. I could taste her nectar, it was in the pollinating of our eyes, nesting in a bramble of song, the egg-tooth of the shell of us. I knew, too, that unclothed we were not yet naked, and so must rend the garment. In that frugality of touch, ripened, immortal as gods, we grew. In the youth that has no end, an asterisk of light, I parried there, exhausting the hours we dream of, and later rusted like sword-fallen weathers, and in the crawl-space grace notes of stillness, echoes of silence blared as we drowned in our sound. If I knew then how many hands and eyes and fingertips abound in so much beauty in the archetype of a single touch, and how immutable the sublime dance of infinity reigns, would I have counted backwards on the abacus of one, the way stars breathe in the Milky Way, like her skin painting me so perfectly white that the blackness in my blood grew one breath. The Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch, subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at Viewless Wings. Thank you.